Hi everyone, welcome to Luxury Voices, the podcast about the luxury world in Asia with a focus on the greater China market. I am Joanne Tang, your host, founder and CEO of Infinite Luxury Group. In this podcast, we converse about all layers and segments of luxury, from lifestyle, travel to hospitality trends. I will interview key players of the luxury industry from all corners of the globe. We will talk about their initiatives and experiences in conquering the Asian luxury consumer. Discover how leading luxury executives handle this growing market, where luxury spending is the highest in the world, and gain a wealth of knowledge to harness this ever-promising luxury market. Founded in 2006, Xijing Lux has provided curated bespoke travel for thousands of discerning travelers. Excellence, knowledge, customization, and sophistication have been its hallmarks. Its trusted advisors, expertise, knowledge, and cultivated relationships have followed its clients not only in China, but also throughout the world. Bolang has been in the tourism industry since 1992 and served at various renowned travel companies, such as ANK. He was inspired to bring the luxury travel lifestyle to China and establish Xijing Lux. He has led the affluent Chinese to Africa more than 30 times, Antarctica six times, and traveled to over 60 iconic destinations in seven continents in the past eight years. Bo Leung is truly passionate about travel. Bo Leung, it's a great pleasure having you on Luxury Voices today. How have you been? Okay, thank you very much. Well, you know, this year we are quite uh, lonely. Most time we stay at home. We just wait, wait, you know, the situation and getting ease and the people can travel again. Yes, same here. Before we start the core of our conversation, could you tell me what does luxury mean to you? I think the luxury mean to me is especially for the travel. I think it's a kind of the experience. Most time we define the luxury travel, it means uh, it must be very comfortable, comfortable from everywhere, from the service and the, from the environment and for the people who travel with you, it must be very comfortable. And also it's a kind of very unique experience. That is, I means the luxury travel. Great. Thank you for sharing. So comfort and unique experience. You have been in the tourism industry since 1992. What other changes have you witnessed in the way Chinese high net worth individuals travel? Yeah, I think it's right. Because uh, in 1992, when I entered the travel industry, at that time, Chinese only can travel to the overseas with the tourist visa to Singapore, Thailand, and Malaysia, only three countries. So means that we have no much choices. But uh, when the China's economy is booming, and the more and more countries in open to Chinese the tourists, after the Singapore, Malaysia, and Thailand, Australia, and New Zealand join the team, also Europe, and then the rest of the world open to the Chinese people. I think and uh, the changes is that uh, people and can realize they want to change the way of the travel. 
at the beginning, most of the people when they travel to overseas, they want to buy a lot of the things from the, the luxury brand and then the shoes and the bags, and then change to the food and the luxury hotel. In these years, we can see the people, the way of the travel has been changed a lot. That the reason the luxury market in China increased immediately. I think the time is the peak of the luxury travel start is maybe is 2010. Also, that is the year we start to create the Jijing Lux. Great. Yes, so the increase of destinations, that's a major change, first of all. And then, as you said, the way of travel. So a lot of Chinese travelers, the main interest was shopping first, going overseas and purchase uh, luxury goods. And as you said, uh, culinary. So I I guess the uh, Michelin star restaurants. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, now more and more, the luxury hotel experience itself is the most essential. Very interesting. You yeah. established Xi Jinping Lux yeah. after various assignments in leading Western travel companies. What were the key moments and milestones in the development of Xi Jinping Lux? I think the because uh, we involved with outbound business means uh, the Chinese uh, tourists uh, traveled overseas in the 2010. Before that, we mostly focused on the inbound business. We handle a lot of the luxury agents from overseas, like the famous Abram Kambenkand of the United Market. And also we have very key partners in the US is China Advocates. That is a forecast alumni group. So we handle this very luxury group since the 1992. So we gathered a lot of experience for over the 15 years. So in the 2010, and uh, I forecast and or change my eyes to the overseas. But I've been a, a lot of the destination at that time. But uh, I still want to show some special or different destination to our Chinese customers. So I choose a lot uh, Africa. So in the 2010, I traveled to Africa, to Kenya and the Tanzania with ANK. I buy a very expensive trip from them. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, 14 days and we use the mobile cams, just a very relaxed the style of the, uh, the movie out of Africa. So at that time, I think this trip changed my, my idea how to set up the Jishin Lux. So this is a very, very unique and a very special travel for us because uh, for the safari trips, it's very different with others. Don't like just the regular tour. When you travel to Paris, you have very, you means a fixed itinerary. In the morning you visit every tower and the afternoon you, you visit the museum. So every program is set up already. But for the safari trips, sometimes you cannot guarantee what you see and what you met. You don't know what happened during the trip. So that is just like the circle. You're looking for and discover something, and sometimes maybe you're successful, and sometimes you're very depressed, just like your hunter. So it's a very, very unique experience. Also, the people who live in the big city, you never see the very, very vast grand land and also the lot of animals, because uh, that is a very, very special and unique experience to me at that time. 
because uh, there are another six people travel with me at that time. So when they back to China, during the, the last three months we have, every time when we have the friends, uh, the dinner or chat together, we talk about uh, Africa. So every people is very, very have the passion, want to be back again. So that is the idea. So we want to start the trip or start the teaching lines from Africa. That is the milestone, or we can see the great changes for the Jishin Lacks in the 2010. I see. And then in 2010, yes. you decided to focus on outbound travel. Yes. Uh, and your first destination was Africa. And how smart of you to book a trip for yourself to experience it like a consumer before promoting it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, besides Africa, what other destinations were your first destinations to promote within China? And uh, because uh, I think it just like means uh, my defining the luxury travel means be one to unique experience or very, very comfortable way to travel. So the other destination I choose Antarctica because uh, this is a very remote or very far away or remote or a destination which you cannot imagine you can travel there. When I talk about uh, the you know, trip to the Antarctica and the people think, how can you be there? It's very cold, right? It'll be frozen be there. <laughs> I told mm -hmm. them, no. we'll be traveling in the summertime. It means December and January, that is the best time to travel the Antarctica. So I've been the Antarctica in the 2011. At that time, a few Chinese people been there because we only see the newspaper or some scientists that have been there. But for the tourists, it's really, really few people there. But uh, we find, you know, very good ship in the, to be, to can board, board there to the Antarctic, it's very luxury. They only can come and the boat can accommodate the 200 people and a very luxury one. Every room has the balcony and uh, the French restaurant and so. Everywhere is a luxury. So that is, I choose data for the, our customers. So it's very successful in the 2011. So from that year, so every year we have the one or two group to the Antarctica until now. Because uh, when they talk about now, we have the, should be go to Australia and for prepare the boarding to the crystal, a new ship to the Antarctica to the continent. That is a very, very special program. That is a, the Virgin Cruise to the Ross Sea for the continent of the Antarctica. So this uh, for the COVID-19, we have to cancel that because the ship is postponed to release. Yeah, <laughs> so it's very dis disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, so Africa, Antarctica, all the very unique travel experiences. Great to hear that it was so well received in the beginning up to now. Yeah, yeah. So we hope we can yeah, be back there soon. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. Can you share with our listeners what differentiates Xi Jinglux from the other well-recognized travel agencies in China? And what keeps you a market leader? Yeah, because the Jason Lao is quite different with other agents in China. Because 
the contact with other agents, especially for the high-end luxury in China. Most uh, agents, they sell the hotel rooms. They lack the reservation center. But uh, for the Zhixing Lux, we provide a kind of experience. In fact, uh, over the 70% of our business is from the group travel. So that is very different because for the high-end market, when you do the great travel, group travel, it's a little bit quite a challenge because you have to assign a group from the people who do, sometimes do not know each other. So this is a very challenge, but uh, we manage very well because you uh, know the Jason Lux is uh, known by the word of the mouth. So we not put a lot of investment or do a lot of them for the advertisement. People know the Jishin Lux when they by the friends because the people travel with us, so they feel the travel is very great. So they just told their friends. Then the friends told the friends. That is uh, we, the way we broadcast. So it means that if the friends invite their friends to join the trip, means that the background and also experience are quite the same. So it's a, that is a means uh, we can have the uh, bunch of the people who have the same background or same level, that is the secret of how we manage the groups. Otherwise, how to give you the example, if you will just get the people from the phone call or from the advertisement, but we know the people background, sometimes it may be a, a, be a disaster. For my self experience, I prefer the travel partner than the destination. When you travel with your friend or a good partner, you feel very comfortable and you enjoy the, the whole result of the trip. But if you're not a good travel partner, maybe a disaster for everyone. So that is uh, we choose everyone very carefully. Every time when other people want to join you know, our trip, most time I have an interview with, with my clients. I have a phone call or have an email or have a WeChat. We discuss the what, how do you know the Jing Lags, what you want to see when you're the trips, what you understand for the luxury travel. We give them some, you know, the questionnaire for the clients. So it means that we check the clients is qualified or not. So that is the key to guarantee the trip, the successful also the trip because we have to promise to give them everyone a, a great experience so that is uh, the clients, the background, also the attitude is very important. So I think that is a very different we are with other travel agencies in China. Yes, thank you for sharing. Yeah. So unique experiences, tailored itineraries on the luxury travel segment, no promotion by advertisement but then instead having satisfying your clients to have them recommending you so that you have all like-minded people travel together. I like that part that you were saying that you will interview yeah, every yeah. potential uh, traveler. <laughs> sure. Sometimes in China, because of the booming economy and the people get rich, sometimes it's very quickly, but some people maybe it's not very good behavior. You know, Sometimes you know the behavior is not very good because some people are smoking or split or very noisy. So I think it is not good. So I have to tell the check the people how they're qualified or not. Because I want to 
rain, you know, atmosphere for the travel. Because most time our business is the small groups, 10, 12 or 8 people travel together. Some, you know, the luxury lodges or luxury hotel, they're very concerned the behavior of the, the customers, especially for, you know, the Chinese. Sometimes they not get a good reputation around the world because they always know the Chinese is very noisy or smoking or sometimes. But uh, some hotel or some, you know, lodges do not say something because you pay a lot of money. But for me, I have different opinion. I think you have to respect, respect to your partners, respect your guide, respect hotels, respect the staffs. I think it's very important for, for me. So I have this uh, regulation to my clients. Yeah. Yes, it's like having or organizing a big dinner event, having the right people together is the key so that you have a great evening. But a trip is longer than one evening. Yes, right. Uh, so we have to be a bit more selective, of course. Yeah, sure, sure. China was hit by COVID-19 first, followed by Europe and then the rest of the world. Restrictions of travel in China were starting to be implemented late January. When did you realize that the pandemic was going to affect your business for more than a few weeks? And what were the first measures you took in your business to respond to this crisis? Yeah, it's very funny because in China, we turned our SARS in the 2003, I think. Yeah, because the, this uh, SARS crisis only the six months during the summertime. So it's uh, disappeared. So we're back to the life normally. So from beginning of the COVID-19, I think maybe it's like the SARS. Yeah, maybe it'll be finished in the summer. But it seems that uh, this uh, crisis is uh, longer. We continue to the next year. So at the beginning, we have to follow the regulation of the government. Because uh, before the Chinese Lunar New Year, at the beginning of the Jan- in the February, the government gave the rules not allowed to group travel. So because uh, we are travel agency, because uh, we have the administration association of the travel in China, so they give the rules. From the 3rd, I think, the February, they announced the stop the group travel. Uh, quite a big challenge for us because uh, during the Chinese Lunar New Year, this is our peak season. We have a lot of groups to travel. So we have some group have the leave already but some have been ready to go. So when the, the regulation announced, we have to explain to our clients and give them a solution how to travel. But uh, I think first we have to postpone the trip because we have to follow the government regulation. Also, we want to bring the virus to the overseas. <laughs> in fact, in fact, our people is not from Wuhan, in from the Beijing, <laughs> but at that time I have to cancel the groups. And uh, I have to you know, negotiate with our suppliers because just within a week, you told the, the overseas, it's a big problem for us and so big problem for the suppliers. Everything's ready. So it's a, it's a challenge, you know, we still some the cancellation penalty to live there. But we promise our clients and promise our suppliers will be back soon. Once you know the borders open, once the situation is getting easier, 
will be convention. That is the very big challenge at the last, the, at the beginning, the two weeks for the fabric. We are being, everyone back to the office doing a lot of the cancellation. And, and that is a really the task. Even though we still have some, you know, the cases and to postpone or suspend there. And, but for the clients, we have to tell them, if you're canceled trade, we have to refund the money to you. That is the very capital, the burden for us. Yeah. Yes, I can imagine how challenging it was for your company, Boleung. In yeah. all crises, some opportunities arise. What opportunities or new initiative have arisen for Xi Jinglux in this time? I think for the positive the side, you can see they can choose how to say, and uh, some of the real good in the travel agents will survive because uh, we have the very good customers. These people is really nice because we're doing the luxury travel every year. We plan the trip one year ahead. Means that uh, in the 2020 January, in fact. Uh, All our trips in the 2020 have been confirmed. We have paid the down payment and we get you know, the 60% the deposit from the customers. So the people is really nice because, uh, as you know, when we handle the luxury travel, we told the people, you want to do a, some you know, very good destination, very good hotel or lodges, we have to book these uh, rooms or book these uh, properties one year ahead. So if you want to guarantee your trip, you have to pay the deposit. So this year, we maybe pay the three million Chinese yuan and for the deposit to around the world, to our suppliers, to guarantee to secure the rooms and the properties. And uh, that is a lot of money. At the meantime, our people is really nice. I think 90% people, they not request refund money. They just negotiate with us. That's postpone the trip a year. So just like the 2020 don't happen, just like the, the way wait, wait and see what happened in next year. So that is the support from the customers that makes us alive. Otherwise, if the, everyone want to want their money back, we'll be bankrupt, right? So our really good that is uh, we have the very good customers. They support us. And that is uh, can you know stand the research to see the recover of the travel, large travel in China. So I think that is uh, very good for us. We can survive from this crisis. Yeah. Great to hear. So your client support having their understanding They are postponing the trips instead of canceling it. Yes. That's really wonderful to hear. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Did you witness any changes in consumer behaviors because of this COVID-19? How do you and your company adapt to these changes? I think in the, our consumer is the, the ages from the 40 to 60. So these people is it's a rich, but they quite concerned the safety of the travel. So when the COVID-19, the crisis starts, they little bit nervous. So at the beginning, we talk about how to reopen and when can be travel overseas again. But uh, from the year, this is now the, the almost November. 
we see the situation is not really good, especially in the US and uh, Europe, and still very, you know, big number increase every day. So people and then uh, just be cautious and they want to wait. So that means and, uh, we have to do something, right? We first, uh, we want to do some inland China travel, but uh, for, unfortunately I have to say, and uh, it's very difficult to you know the truth to the standard, luxury standard could match our you know, requirement. There is some, you know, property or some of the destination can be good, but China is a big country for the population. So it means that now the Chinese cannot go outside. So every hot or very popular destination will be full of Chinese local tourists. That is you know, the big headache to me. So that is, I choose the inland China trip very carefully. We choose Yunnan and uh, Dunhuang and uh, Tibet, this remote area, and that we can avoid you know, the uh, big number of the peoples. So we do some small business inland China, but not many because I have to be careful to choose the destination, choose these the partners in China. Although I, I, I do the inbound business for almost uh, 15 years, I know everywhere in China, like the Beijing, Xi'an, and the Shanghai, Guilin, and the Silk Road, the Tibet, everywhere. But uh, I have to say the places or the standard can match our the luxury travel. It's uh, very difficult to find China. They still have a long way to go. So. I, my people, and uh, meantime, we have some, how to say, the parties in my house recently. We started when the Beijing, you know, and the Shanghai, the crisis is, uh, alarm is uh, released. So we get people back. We just have the dinner together or have some of the party together. We just uh, review our the trips we have. And uh, we're just looking for when the morning comes out. Just the way I'm doing now. Not much business, but uh, we still, you know, keep very close uh, contact with our customers. Yes. Okay. So safety is getting more and more important. And because of the situation, you are promoting do- the domestic market within China. But as you said, the service standard is not always on par. So that makes it challenging for you to choose uh, destination and you prefer as well more the remote destinations to avoid the crowds and actually this I uh, heard many very luxury uh, travel partners sharing the same view they actually some they rather put a pause on uh, promoting travel and then they wait actually until the borders reopen yeah. and uh, hoping to promote overseas travel again very soon. So this is very interesting point. And I guess with your dinner events uh, at your residence, you can invite all your key customers and discuss yeah. about some of the future trips uh, within China or outside of China, you know, what they would like to travel to or what they would like to do in the future. Despite China's strong economy, we see yeah. local travel agencies in difficulty. Some may not survive this crisis. What major changes are you witnessing that are happening right now within the China travel industry? I think in the, the for the China industry, in the travel industry, you can see 
in this year, it's a lot of agency, especially for the high-end travel. A lot of some people are licensed and some people are not. And uh, like the Jishin Lux, we you know start the travel business in the 1992, and um, me myself and my wife Lucy involved this business more than 20 years. So we never changed the work, changed the jobs. And also like the Murphy, we graduated from the college and we joined the CITS, we work until now. So we are very loyalty to this kind of the jobs. But the others people, I think, uh, especially the young, we, we, because you know, we can see among our the child agency, a lot of the young people, they are, how to say, they just love travel and they can do some business. Maybe I think now we can see some agency now withdraw from this area. They do not do the business because uh, they are not very loyalty clients. Most of the clients are looking, you know, work with them or maybe have the relationship because most time the people just can get some of the good price for the hotels. Just as I mentioned, a lot of the agency in China for the high-end marketing, they deal with, you know, the hotel bookings. So they just uh, sell the tickets, air tickets, sell the hotel to the clients. So it means that now there's a no such a requirement that their clients losing, so their business losing. But for us, we are doing with the groups. We have a lot of, you know, the destination, we have a lot of the travel programs. That is, we can still, you know, have to keep the links with our clients. So I think there will be changes for the high-end travel business in China. They can make the people think what is the really good things for the clients. And uh, they have to find, you know, that provide a variety of programs to the clients, not only the air tickets and uh, hotel, such kind of things. I think people are changing. And we also see uh, some, you know, the agencies, they are, when they, you know, the post, as before, they always post luxury hotels and uh, food, everything. But now they sell the food. <laughs> they sell teas and they sell some of the souvenirs. But I, I can understand people want have to make lives. But then I, you can see from the teaching line, from my WeChat or my customer, we not release a lot of these kind of instruments. We never, never sell anything during the COVID-19. Because I think that is be how to say, disobey our the rules of the travel. We are travel agencies. We only sell luxury trips. But the, now we cannot travel, we just stay and wait. But if I sell other things, it means, uh, oh, Bo, you're changing your jobs, right? So I still in the, keep quiet and uh, I oversee the world, what happened and uh, see what the progress of what drinking lacks should be made. Yes, you have great team supporting you. You have your spouse, Lucy, and who is as well your partner, and as well Murphy, uh, your right hand, who has been uh, with you already for uh, many years. And I agree with you. There are many travel agencies coming up, uh, actually already before COVID-19. Many come and go but only the good ones are here to stay for the long term. Yeah, that's right. 
Traveling around the world is not over. In 2019, over 160 million Chinese traveled overseas. A lot of luxury Chinese travelers are eager to get back on a plane and discover our planet. How confident are you in the future of Chinese outbound travel? Yeah, I have the very strong feeling that uh, once the border opened, we can travel again. That'll be booming, definitely. Because when I every time when I communicate or check with my clients, they just want to check with me when we can travel again. The eager because the travel have been the part of their lives. Some people, some clients, my key clients, they travel five or six times a year with me. But now the whole year they stay at homes. They'll be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they just wait because they will do nothing because the border is closed and the flight is uh, no flight. So how can we do that? So we just wait, but we keep our eyes on the situation changes because just I mentioned the most strict regulation is the quarantine 14 days when you come back from the overseas. That is a big challenge for us, especially in China, because uh, you can see China, although you know the quarantine starts from the Wuhan, but now the Chinese government the control is very good. So far, because our big country, we still only have the maybe 10 or 20 you know, cases from overseas, not much from the locals. So it means the government want to keep this uh, fruit, keep the result. So it means that they release a very, very strict rules for the people who come back from overseas. So I have the, you know, really good because uh, I told my suppliers, because just I mentioned, I put all the, you know, the deposit postpone a year. I told them next year I'll be come back definitely once the border is opened. But uh, I'll be the balance, the rules from the Chinese government when they can the cancel the rules for the quarantines. That is very key because maybe, for example, in Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, and uh, Maldives, these uh, Asian countries, they open to Chinese. But uh, if the Chinese government not release, you need the rules for the 14 days of quarantine. That is a big challenge. So let's see how the you know the situation can get any you know improvement and uh, that is can reopen our the the travel so we have the a bunch of the groups start and waiting to go <laughs> yes everyone we speak to are talking about this travel boom post covid 19 we actually are calling it a revenge or relief travel I very much look forward to this as well, yeah, sure. Liang. Yeah, yeah. Xi Jinglux has a database that many travel agencies would love to have. Great customers looking for very high-end high holidays. Can you tell our audience what are the most important factors that drive your customers to choose a destination or a hotel over another one? Yeah, I think the Xi Jinglux is not a very big travel agency. We are small but we're very special because we're very keen to our client's requirement. We lead the group in ourselves. Myself, Lucy and Murphy, also Tony and Asher, you know, we have several staffs. We always you know, lead the group by ourselves. That means we can uh, know our the 
clients the feedback at the first hand. So we can do anything we can do to improve our the, you know, the works. Also, we show everything that is we traveled before. Means that uh, the pictures, the videos, and uh, everything is a first hand from myself or from the Murphy or Tony. So that is not worth some you know, advertisement from the TV or from the you know travel administration or travel board from the hotels or the first hand. So our professionals, we have in the travel industry almost 20 years. Every detail we choose, every detail we concern is about our experience. So that is can guarantee every trip is very successful. Yes. So sometimes we not give our clients a lot of choice because I told my people, our professional, we are professional. You just tell me what you want. So we give you a choice because sometimes if you give too much choice to the clients, They'll be confused. They give you a lot of, you know, the unimagined or very, very, you know, the, how to say, and cannot be finished, uh, mission possible, you know, work. So we have to drive them back. So we give them the choice, not let them choice by themselves. So because of our professionals, so people most time is to follow our suggestion. I think that's very important. Thank you for sharing. Mm. And Boliang, what is your vision for Zhiqing Lux, your company? Yeah. So first, we have not survived from the crisis, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. For the near sight and the things. But uh, so far, it's good. Good. We have very survived very well because uh, the office, the property is, uh, is owned by myself. So we have not a lot of the, the money or the capital burdens. But uh, most of our staff and now the home office now. But uh, we still have the confidence this Jishin Lux will be continuing the business when the, the crisis is over. And uh, I think the business I run is not only for making money. Because the most, uh, I think, the experience or the, the result for me is uh, we change the you know, life of the people. Because the, for the luxury travel, only maybe start in the eight or ten years just in China. And before I mentioned that people is not very can or focus on the luxury. They only focus on luxury brand or by the goods, right? For the bad shoes. In recent years, people just uh, changed to the Michelin food and the, to the hotels and the properties, the destination or the insurance. So that is our doing now. So the people who to travel with me, they just feel they change our lives. As before, people uh, put a lot of, you know, the works or there is uh, energy on the working or make money. But now when they travel with me, they can realize now they can relax and enjoy the view of the world. So that is very important for me. Every time I'm very, I'm very happy or very inspiring when I see the eyes from the people when they join with me to see the great picture in the world. You can imagine, you can see the millions of the well-beast just running in front of you. That is a really great thing in the world. So the people think they love this travel with me. That is the reason. That's Thank beautiful. You. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that, Bo Leung. Yeah. We're getting close to the end of our conversation. I would like to ask you a few more questions, okay. a bit more personal. 
You must answer them quickly or you may choose to expand on your answer. Please choose one. Africa, Antarctica or home? Okay, I think Africa is my favorite destination. Yeah. That's your first real exotic holiday, would that be? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my best. Because I'm in Africa over 13, uh, 30 or 40 times, Every, in recent years, I spent two or three months in Africa now. I just, you know, back in the back to lead the groups or some do the inspection. So from the every peak season, from the August, September and October, I'm working around in Africa from the Kenya, Tanzania, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, South Africa. <laughs> no, no, I just walk around in these countries. So I'm used to that. I envy you. I don't mind walk, walking around these countries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You stay in the best places. What makes you feel special when you stay in a hotel or resort? Uh, I think the specials and the things is uh, the key to your requirement. Every time when you do something or want to, want to do something, stop on the guide or the servant just give you what you want. That is very important. Just make a day, just like me. I read people's eyes. When the people travel with me, I always you know observation them, I attention to them. When they have something, I just want to know how what, what, what we need to do. That is very important. I think for all the you know the luxury service, you have to know the people, know your people, know your clients. You should do something before they say, before they said, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is on top of your bucket list? I think that my bucket list is uh, the space. <laughs> Going to space, space travel. Yeah. Well, I think uh, maybe in my lifetime, I still have opportunity to the space. I want to see the Earth from the space. That is my bucket list, top of the bucket list. Because oh. I've been to everywhere in the world. So I think... Maybe one day I can be there. <laughs> yes, it sounds like a, a demand for uh, space travel. So uh, yeah. we should hurry up. <laughs> yeah, we're young. We're still young. Yeah, and now the technology, you know, they're very fast. So we still have the opportunity in the next 20 years, <laughs> right? Bo Leung, it was a true pleasure speaking with you today. And thank you for being one of our luxury voices. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you for the inviting us to join the Luxury Voice. I really like to share with you my experience. And if you have any question, you can keep in touch with me. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Luxury Voices. If you have enjoyed it and found this episode useful, please share it with your network, like it, rate it, and help us spread our voices. You can find information about today's voice and the podcast content in the podcast notes. Luxury Voices is a podcast created by Infinite Luxury Group, a luxury sales, marketing, communication specialist based in Asia. Please tune in for the next episode. Bye for now.